Hello everyone, this is Lorraine Christie with another episode of Let's Talk About It. I hope that you guys had an amazing week. I know I sure did. Um, This week's episode, I sit down and talk with my cousin Rose and her husband Eric. Uh, We talk about how they met, their story, and we laugh and there's tears. So I hope you enjoy it. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And share this with your friends if you enjoy it. All right. Well, we'll get into the episode. Let's talk about it. Uh-oh. Truth be told, there's so much hope. It needs to be heard. But no one says so word is time we talk about it. Okay, so I'm going to go first. So one thing that I really appreciate I'll go I'll start there one thing that I really appreciate appreciate about Eric is one I feel like he's a hard worker and second he's like always willing to help like he could be running in to church from work on Wednesday leading service trying to do the sound putting battery in the mics like doing everything he possibly can and someone could still ask him to like help and he'll try to do that so I feel like Eric's always willing to help you don't think that's true? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so my turn for Rose. Let's see. One thing I really appreciate about Rose is, one, you can trust her with $100. There's a lot of people that you cannot trust with $100. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I really appreciate her. And the second thing is something that I've appreciated from her for a long time is Rose will call me out on things so that I can grow. Even if she knows it's going to make me cry or hurt my feelings. <laughs> like by telling me I can't wear tennis shoes anymore when I was a teenager. Because I used to always wear tennis with skirts. Because I was more of a tomboy. And so she would say, if you don't dress up for church, you can't ride in my car. Or like, you can't go out to eat with me. But she was only doing that to push me. So that's one thing I love and appreciate about her. That I can trust her and she pushes me to grow. Okay, so my turn. Who wants to go first? <laughs> go ahead. Oh, Lorraine, I appreciate you. And something that I've told you a lot of times is that I admire that you can be a friend to somebody like in an instant. Where that's something I tend to struggle with. Yeah. And so I like really appreciate that. And you can draw that out of me at times. And so like I really appreciate that about you. Thank you. What I really appreciate about Lorraine is how you can relate. The same thing is almost in the same aspect of what Rose said, but is that how you can relate to people so easy and you're, you can instantly, and like a lot of people say, like you're a lot, you're a lot like your mother yeah. and that you're everybody's best friend, <laughs> but that's just because you have such a great big heart and you're able to um, just love everybody instantly. Like yeah. the first time that, I started coming to church. You jumped in my car and wanted to find everything about me just being so friendly Yeah. when I first came to the church. That was funny. I still, I still remember that. Um, it was the first Sunday we came. We all decided to go to the beach. And I was like, do you want to come to the beach with us? He's like, sure. I'm like, okay, I'm going to ride with you. <laughs> <laughs> just jumped in Eric's my like, pastor's seat. Who's I'm like, okay. And then I was like, well, we got to go by my house first because I got to change. <laughs> so we ended up going to grandma's house because Rose, you had a change too. And everyone had a change. I and... actually didn't go with you guys because oh. my cousin was in the hospital at the time. So I was going to visit her. Okay. And you know what's funny? When that... When that happened, I didn't realize we were going to hear 
y'all are related or whatever. Yeah. But that's when I saw Rose. and Oh, she it, was going in to change. She was, going, huh? she was coming out. Oh, coming out of the house. Back to the car. And I, re- <laughs> and I remember this. This was funny because during the service, well, when I first got there, well, I wasn't used to, I mean, I used to Pentecost, but not what we believe in. So, seeing everybody with long hair, skirts, everybody's hair almost done the same. <laughs> Curls, everywhere. curls. Uh, there was another person that came up to me and said hi earlier, you know, everybody just being friendly, and then she came up and said hi to me, and I was sitting there thinking, Rose, when she came up, I was like, didn't I already say hi to this girl? <laughs> <laughs> and but then, um, she, but she did catch my attention then, just as if somebody that was attractive, I was attracted to, and. Um, then when I saw her, we were going to go to the beach, or we were heading out to the beach, I was like, oh, she's not going? And I remember asking that question, and I was like, oh. I was kind of like bummed in a sense. Like, oh, man, that attractive girl's not going. But that's Aww. that was the only thing that Aww. I thought she was attractive Now you can go to the time. beach with her anytime you want now. Huh? I said, you can go to the beach with her anytime you want now. Man, we hate the sand. <laughs> we hate the sand. <laughs> You're not beach people. No. no. But speaking of that, isn't it kind of like so random how you came to church kind of because of another girl? Like, I mean, not, not because of another. It was. I know. Not because of. I don't want to say that. I'm trying to give you some slack here. <laughs> but you came to our church because you were talking to another girl from our church who invited you. To our yes. church. But that was actually the second time I was I was at the church. Okay. Maybe that was the first time I, like... Yeah, it was the first time you. that... Yeah, you were introduced to me because the first time I came, it was on a Sunday morning, and I got there late. I remember it was probably around 1045 or so. And by the time I got there, I remember um, Brother Wilmoth was already preaching at that time, or something like that. It was right before the preaching. And I remember I got... I walked in this when we were at... Um, Indiana Court. Indiana Court. And I remember I walked in, walked to the left-hand side. And I was on the far left-hand side of the church, and I was sitting in the very back. I came in very discreet. very. I came in with that girl at the mm-hmm. same time. And I remember just sitting there thinking, um, <laughs> why, what am I really doing here? You know, yeah. I, Although I did want to get back in church at that time. But I was just kind of like, all right, well, hey, nice to meet you. And... <laughs> I should. I'm not gonna say this. I'm, um, but but you are gonna say it. I'm I am. Gonna, I will say. I wasn't really attracted to the girl. That's probably one of the reasons why I was ready to skid out on that. But the girl was nice. Yeah. She was a very nice girl. And um, but I remember just sitting there thinking. I was like, eh, okay. You know, I didn't think anything of it. But just the knowing that she was Pentecostal, I didn't know there was a difference at that time. Um. That's what was the main draw because I was ready to get back in the church. I was ready to stop living the lifestyle that I was living. And just hearing that she was a Pentecostal sparked my attention. And when she invited me to church, it was like, good, because this is something I've been wanting. And um, then so I, it wasn't until an Easter service is when that time she so invited me. So you came back on the Easter service and that's when we all met you. Yeah. Okay, so the first time we just must not have noticed you because you said the only back. person that I saw that first time was probably Monica and Erica. Oh, okay. Because they were outside doing whatever. Yeah, probably messing around. <laughs> not in church. <laughs> Obviously, outside messing around during preaching. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's so crazy how 
full circle around now. It's just like how one simple decision literally changed your life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. How long have you guys been married now? 14 years. 14. Oh, my word. That long already? Yes. Oh, man. Okay. And how long did you date? We dated for a year exactly. Officially. Officially for a year. For one year. And then that's when he proposed on the anniversary of our one year of dating officially. At Olive Garden? Yes. <laughs> you were there? No, I didn't get invited. <laughs> You probably chose to go with a different group. No, yeah. you, you probably well, went to I didn't know. Well, probably, for one, I didn't. Nobody one, knew. I didn't know, and, and I think I went honest, with Jay and Brenda to dinner that night because it was just you guys and the, your family mostly. And to be honest, it just happened to be our anniversary. Yeah. That um, she was what you call it. That we were um, able to line it line it up that way on that Sunday night, mm-hmm. and Brother Wilmoth said that Sunday night. That he gave you, you your approval. No, oh, no, no, he hadn't given me approval yet. It was during the service. At this point, at okay. that wait, wait, wait. he did. I get his. <laughs> I got his <laughs> approval. <laughs> I got his approval. Hold on, check this out. Is that on that service that night? He said, and if you plan on being getting married, within such a, you know, you have to go through these premarital counselings, and they are going to start. And was it was within a few weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking, oh, dude, that's. I have to go through these classes then. Yeah. I want to have to hurry up and make this decision now so we can start these classes because I was ready to get out of the military. We were already planning once I got out of the military, stuff like that, you yeah. know? And so I was like, all right. And so after church that night, after service was over, I went up to Sister Wilmoth and I said, hey, um, I need to talk to your, uh, to Brother Wilmoth, I need to talk to your husband. She's all, Okay. I said, um, somebody, I had the, I had the pamphlet in my hand or whatever uh. was talking about. The, I said, I need to talk to him about something like this. She, she got all excited. She said, oh, oh, okay, I'll go get him. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I went into his office that night, that Sunday night. And that, and Rose didn't, had no idea what was going on. Only and knew. Pastor was probably uh, like, uh. No, he. Actually, he gave his approval immediately. No, right. no. Um, yeah, that Sunday night. Yeah, when I went, in, I went into his office. That night, she's uh-huh. like, "Oh, okay." Sister one was like, "Was like prompt mm-hmm. on it," and so I went into his office right then and there, and I told him what you know if it was okay and everything, and he said yes, and I was like, "All right, well, because I'm proposing to her tonight." <laughs> He's like, "All right, it sounds good," <laughs> and so uh, it was a spontaneous kind of a spontaneous. It's actually kind of cute, like just to though. know, like I want to do this and I'm going to do it now, you know, like not waiting ten five years. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. just because I mean it. I knew I wanted to be married to her already. Yeah. That was the thing is just that um, him saying that we had to go through. Because it, that was at that time, the way it was structured is that the premarital counseling only, only came every so often. And, and so now it pastor's not, like, if you want to get married, we'll do the counseling. Don't wait. Right. <laughs> it was more of a, it, it wasn't structured. And it was, um, it was with Jason. Was like, yeah. Brother Carr did it. Brother Carr did it. In a group setting at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. And. Yeah, I, and so then that night. Okay, well that it kind of explains it because I I think I remember you guys telling me to go to Olive Garden with everybody. I don't remember. And then I went, and then I think one of you called me. Probably the only other person I told was Billy. 
for net. No, but I mean, I think you guys said, oh, we're going to Olive Garden, and I chose to go oh, somewhere else. Maybe. And then, because I think I told Rose, oh, no, I'm going to go with Jay and Brenda or someone else. Yeah, there was a group of people. Um, that went to Chili's. That went done, to somewhere else. Because that was they down were, the street. There were people that were also very close to us. Yeah. You know, the cars, the McCorkles, yeah. and them, and... They all went somewhere else that night. I, and I so, almost believe it was Chili's because I remember one of you calling me. I was like, I knew I should have went to Olive Garden. <laughs> and I remember, yeah, it was in San Bernardino. And, they were, and then we right all went, the yeah, that's so what I said. And then we all ended up just going back to Grandma's house after yeah, that. Yeah, and then I remember they were like, oh, if we would have known, we would have went with you guys. I'm like, well, I didn't know for sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was still a big group with us, though. Yeah, there was yeah. still quite a bit, which really surprised me because I was a little thrown off by it. And being that I wasn't raised in the church, but, like, I didn't really know how to, like, respond. I think that's something that's kind of awkward because, you know, no hugging, no kissing, no hand-holding. But then somebody asks you to marry them, and so you're like, shake do their I hand. shake their <laughs> hand and say, yes, or sign my signature, I, I agree to this deal. <laughs> you know, and so I was just, and it was in front of people, and so I was just like, and her response uh, was well, I said, delayed. I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, and if you know me, like, I'm a, I'm okay to be up front in front of people, but when I'm put on the spot, I kind of, like, uh, get really uncomfortable and yeah. freeze. Yeah. And so, I, in that moment, I was like, um, Yeah. Uh, hug, side hug. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true because, like, okay, you guys, you guys obviously were pastored by the same pastor at that time and still now. But I meant as far as, like, you guys getting married, it's, but it's like, what if one church is like, oh, yeah, when you get engaged, you can kiss. And one person's like, when you get engaged, you can't kiss. It's like, whose pastor do you obey? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, thank you goodness we yours. didn't have that issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we gave a side hug <laughs> for all those listening. I think out it there. was, yeah, it was a side hug. But the, yeah, it was kind of awkward too because it's like at that moment you want to show affection and it's probably a little yeah. awkward. Yeah. Like you're so it excited is. and then it's like, oh, you have to think logically now. It's like okay. Yep. Obviously, I'm not the spontaneous type. <laughs> yeah, that's Eric for sure. Which is surprising, Eric, because you're usually one that has to like think through like decisions you can't even buy a laptop without researching it for like five months (laughs) but eric knew that he wanted to marry me before that okay so that kind of helped i already did my research on her (laughs) (laughs) so you knew you wanted to marry her it just felt like that thing was like lit a match right it wasn't thought out in how i was going to propose to her you could say that you yeah, you should definitely make that up to her proposing in Olive Garden. I'm just kidding. I have. <laughs> I married yeah. her. Yeah. 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 You're on a, a golf course. He gave me a beautiful wedding. Yeah, on, on a golf, golf course. course. <laughs> yes. And then I okay. So, I feel like I kind of know a lot of the story of your guys's dating and and friendship. I feel like I was kind of there, like most of the stuff. <laughs> uh, you chaperoned you, a lot. You chaperoned yeah. a lot. I was like your guys's main chaperone. I should get an award for that. I'm like everyone chaperone. <laughs> Which is surprising because I'm such a talker. It's like I would not take me as a chaperone because I would just talk the whole but time. So that's a great part about it. You make it entertaining. That's true. You help people. Except for the one time you guys actually told each other. That we liked each other. And I was so busy trying my own love matchmaking <laughs> that I was so distracted with that. 
she missed it. <laughs> that I missed you. You missed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were very quiet about it. Though. Yeah. That's when um, the old Nokias were were very popular at the time. That's the cell phone that Rose had. Yeah. And we were actually using her phone. To text message each other? No. I, I didn't even have a cell phone at the oh. time. <laughs> you had to, we, had, we dated in the early 2000s. Most people didn't have cell phones. Oh, yeah. Most people. Yeah, I didn't people. have a cell phone because I was typing on AOL Messenger. <laughs> on a dial-up. Dial-up <laughs> internet connection. Yes. Yeah. And um, texting was not free. It was like, I think. At made 10 cents or something. 10 like cents a per text. text. Or whatever. But we were using the text feature to like write notes to each other back and, and we'd pass the phone back and forth to each other. Uh-huh. I think the only reason why I had a cell phone is because my grandma made me have one because she was concerned if I broke down, I'd yeah. be by myself. And I remember that phone because that's the game I used to always use of Rose's to play the snake game. The snake game. Yes. Yeah, I would always tell Rose's phone. I was like her child, like, can I use your phone so I can play the snake game? But yes, you were very involved in with what you were doing. You had no <laughs> you were idea. on AOL Messenger. Oh my goodness, I'm talking to... <laughs> yeah, we won't mention his name. <laughs> and so you weren't paying any attention, so we sat right behind you and uh, probably made Google eyes at each other and, you know, confessed our likings to Yeah, because each other. at that point, you guys were... At that point, you guys were just friends, right? Right, we were just friends. But at that point, uh, we didn't start dating... Because so you guys told each other you liked each other and then didn't even start dating yet. No. Right. Um, we wanted, For one, I work for the church. And so I told Eric that I couldn't date him unless I knew pastor was okay with it. Which um, was new to me. Yeah. And obviously you need your pastor's approval when you date somebody no matter what. Yeah. But I felt like because I work for the church, I also needed to be very cautious. And so um, Eric was pretty new and he had barely gotten the revelation of Jesus' name baptism, even though he had been in our church for a little while. Um, but he was a race, he was raised Assemblies of God, and so he had a Trinitarian belief and had been baptized in titles and fought the idea of getting baptized in Jesus' name. So, but I was then, basically just being stubborn. Right. Yeah. And then, oh, really? Uh, you stubborn. <laughs> I can't picture that. But as he sought it out and God placed some people in his life, you know, unexpectedly to help him understand it and the importance of it, you know, then he got the revelation of it and was baptized, but still, I just didn't really know how a pastor would feel about it. Because essentially, you're kind of a new convert. In a sense. In a sense, yeah, because, I mean, like she said, the whole Jesus name baptism, and like I said, when I first came back in 2001 or whatnot, I was coming to church still, even after that whole fiasco, you know, with after the whole beach trip and everything, you know, I started coming back to, I started coming to church regularly. And even during that whole time and in talking with this other person and them telling me about the Jesus name baptism, I, I was stubborn. I mean, there's some things that, and I would look at the Bible and I tell them, I said, no, but look, we're here, right here. And I, I referenced Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and saying that how it's in the titles and blah, blah, blah. And and I was being stubborn because then when I remember like a few months later on, I would read it and from what I was being told, it was popping up out of me. It was in my face. I could see it. But yet there are times I'm like, no, that's not right. That's not right. And I was being stubborn about it. But um, like Rose said, after speaking with a few people 
and and um, God just placing those people in my life to be able to understand him more and help me along those ways. And it was afraid of because of something I knew and I held on to. Something in belief that you used to know of. Yeah. And you introduce something new is like you don't want to, in a sense, leaving that comfort zone of what yeah. you knew before and saying, I've been wrong this whole time. Yeah. I think that was a, a fear of mine. Yeah. Saying, I, was, I was wrong. I've been wrong this whole time. Yeah. And so um, once that was revealed to me, I was just like, dude, I, I, I see it. I love this. I get it. Yeah. And, and I'm sold. I'm yeah. sold. I, I, and it wasn't for her. It was nothing. It had nothing to do with, with her at that time because, um, like I said, my whole thing was from the get-go was I wanted to get back into church. Yeah. I wanted to have a relationship with God once again that I didn't, I, that I had lost in a sense. And, um, and this was more than just a relationship thing. This was just more about my relationship with God. At that time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it still is, but obviously. And then, how long after you guys, how long were you guys friends? We were friends probably for about four months before the whole confession of, hey, I kind of like you type of thing um, from like Let's March see, to about March. July. And no, then March to, yeah, July. And then from July, we didn't actually officially start dating until September. This was in 2003, correct? This is in 2002, two, I believe. Yeah, Well, no, because my because mom we, died in October. That's when you went to Spain. We, yes. Oh, you, okay. We, it was in 2002. We started dating in September of 2002, officially. Oh, okay. We got engaged September 2013 oh, okay. and married. In April of 2004. Okay. I mean, so you guys didn't start dating till after my mom passed away. I'm saying wrong. Yeah. So you guys didn't get married till after my mom passed away. Because I remember my mom seeing you guys, like, telling Rose she was wearing her wedding dress. Because at the end, when she was really sick, she was seeing things. She was and, a little delusional. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, she, um, Eric and I, Eric was always at our house during that time. Because we were all friends. I mean, not all. I was a lot. I was. I mean, I was a young little kid that just tagged along. But we were still like <laughs> all hanging, all hanging out. And out. a lot of people hung out at our house at that point. Yeah, yeah. a lot of the young people. Yeah. Grandma's house was the cool house. Yeah, right. Yes. Right, and so in two thousand and two, a lot of the young people would come. Eric was always at our house, along with many other people, and whatnot. So, but when you're at the end of your mom's death she did say one morning she said rose can i um wear your wedding dress and i said what and she said can i wear your wedding dress and i said um i don't have a wedding dress yes the wedding dress for you and for you and eric's wedding and i said uh we're just friends (laughs) i'm not getting married and she's like she said if you don't want to let me wear it then just tell me and i said okay well you can go ahead and wear it yeah you know and I just thought, well, it's just better to go along with her than yeah. to upset her. And so I said, sure, sure, Tisa, go ahead and wear it. And she said, oh, I just always thank think that's you. funny because you guys were just friends at the time. Yeah. Like, and only you two kind of knew that you might have like a little inkling of a feelings for each other. Um, and then so. I wish my mom would have told me who. <laughs> you're telling people stuff, mom, I'll take it. <laughs> you're seen from Jesus, you know. But I always think that was interesting. So you guys were friends four months dated for a year it does that dating include engagement or were you no our engagement our one full year of dating engaged for six months so almost a total then of a year and nine months right am i doing no year and 10 months if you want to include our friendship Friendship, yeah it was almost a two years yeah 
because we were friends four months. We knew we liked each other, but that we were still a couple more months before, like two months. Yeah. We started dating, then we dated officially for a year. Yeah. And then after that year, we became engaged for six months and then got married. Yeah. And one of the cool things that I remember in the time of your guys' friendship was you guys were always like, even though we were have fun and you guys still built a lot, even your friendship around like spiritual things, like especially with Eric learning all this stuff new. I just remember a lot of times you guys reading the Bible to each other and studying the Bible together, which I feel like was a great, two great foundations to start off one on loving the word of God and second being friends. So do you feel like those two things have helped you even in your marriage, like that you guys were such good friends Um, or friends first before you even had feelings. Like you guys were genuinely friends. We were genuinely friends. And I, like I said, I go back to the whole thing of me. My whole thing was about going to that church, coming to church. It was more about me getting my relationship right with God. And, um, and Rose was being just a soul winner that that day. Oh, Sister Rose! Oh, I'm so spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> just from the way she describes it, at least I don't know. Maybe she was already had. Oh, something. whatever. <laughs> no, but um, because I remember I brought a friend with me that day. It was on an Easter service, and I, and I sold it to him in the sense of, "Hey, man, I remember last year we went to the beach and everything," and I, he was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll go with y'all." And so I brought a, brought a friend along with me from the base. And um, Rose kept on calling him by the wrong name. <laughs> calling him David. Oh, but <laughs> his name is Jose. But all of a sudden he became David that day. Poor guy. Um, <laughs> but she, invi- you know, she invited us to the beach. And we all went out to the beach that day. And we were just friends. Everybody was just friendly with one another again. Um, from what I remember, like it was the year before. Yeah. And so everybody was just being friendly. My friend really liked it and everything. And um, we just got to talking. And Rose was just being Rose. Being calm, and which, which is kind of weird, though, because she's not a person that really steps out of her box. But yet, yeah. she stepped out of that box. I really helped day. her with that at that time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there's certain personalities that I'm very comfortable with immediately. And those people tend to see like a different side a different side of me where there's some personalities that make me almost uncomfortable up, yeah. and so I just kind of sit back and listen and watch and they think that oh maybe I don't like them or whatever it's not that it's just I sometimes don't know how to bring myself out of my introvert yeah but I already knew but we already knew each other yeah we did know yeah. each other we didn't know and each I other. think it really helped having me there with you guys. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. oh yes, Lauren. <laughs> yes, you were very I just want to take credit vital for this. in that relationship I just want to take credit growth for this. process. But I think but... a natural friendship between us just happened and it was just easy and simple. I think what was easier for me too is that we are a we banter back and forth with another. We can tease each other and joke with each other. Like when we knew each other prior to Like even that, in your friendship, yeah. Right. Yeah, that she would always just like tease me for yeah. whatever reason i'm like oh okay whatever and, and i would say something back to her or whatnot and so that's kind of how it, it always it all started in a sense and then on that easter day we were able to just be conversing you know be comfortable in our conversations and then i mean the first time that we talked on the phone and it was simply it all just started because i had five free tickets to go to disneyland because of the military 
they had whatever so post nine eleven. Post nine eleven, it was a promotion that Disneyland was giving away, and so I told her about it. And then with my other friend, we had ten tickets ready to you know let's who can we invite you know let's let's get this done and let's do this. I've never been to Disneyland before at mm-hmm. that time, and so um, and so we called. I called her. Because to start planning everything out. Because After that's, nine, because that's when minutes were free. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're dating ourselves here. Um, you made me lose my train Disneyland. of Disneyland. Disneyland. So we start planning. We start trip. planning Disneyland. And like I said, because I'm a planner. Yeah. And that's kind of the things that I do sometimes. And we stayed on the phone for maybe two and a half hours. I think so. And it wasn't nothing just trying to be me trying to be smooth talking or anything it was just us just being friends just what Talk, any talking other, talking yeah just talking and so there's where a lot of it starts at and just being friendly with one another yeah and, and and just being a friend yeah um i think those are some of the best relationships that you can find is if you're a person not being a fake person yeah. because i've been a fake person before yeah and in trying to appease this person yeah. And, and and it and it hinders you because you're like I'm not being myself. Yeah. And I think that goes back to um um last week's podcast when I was talking to Malady, I said that when I was a little bit younger in my younger years, <laughs> um I had this idea and I'm starting to believe it more and more I guess as I get older that I kind of wanted someone to like like me on accident or fall in love with me on accident. And I mean that purely to say is like what Eric's saying is that like just being yourself I'm not trying to get you know sometimes when you like someone and you meet them it's like you want to be the best version of yourself so you, you like should I say this you overthink everything and then you end up not just being the fun free charismatic loving or whatever kind of personality you are um, and then they don't really get to know you and so I think that's why I say that it's like because I just want to be able to be myself and and someone find that and say oh man that's what I want right but let me ask you this, let me ask you this question with you saying that Melody and I have different uh, different stances on this um, about guys and girls being friends because she thinks that if you're being friends eventually someone's gonna like each other one of the people I so you yeah that could that, and I don't I, believe that I feel like maybe because I have guy friendships that it's a possibility, but at the same time, I don't see anything where you have to keep yourself in check in a sense. Yeah. And where you, you're open to your spouse and your spouse knows of the conversations that are taking place and you... She's talking outside of before I'm marriage. I'm talking about before marriage. Oh, before marriage. Yeah. yeah. Like that guy's... No, because I was just saying friends. you guys said you were genuinely no, just friends, right? Well, right. Rose had... You had plenty of friends. Yeah, oh yeah. I had lots of guy friends and everything. Actually, when I was in youth group, when I was a teenager myself, uh, there wasn't very many girls in the youth group at that time. I actually had a lot, like a group of guys that I grew up with. And so, and I was a lot of times the only girl with them. Yeah. So maybe that makes me a lot more comfortable with it. And as we got older, we were still friends and everything like that. There was a boy, I remember, that was in our youth group, and we were really good friends. And then, you know, he's like, I like you. And I was like, uh, I don't like you. <laughs> you know? And 
and it he he pursued it several times and um if anyone that I grew up with in our church yeah is listening they will know who I'm talking about but and so he kept saying like oh I like Rose I like Rose and I remember Brandon saying oh just give him a chance you know (laughs) and I'm like I don't like him like that and I was just very open with him about it when he would bring it up or when he would say something I was just like uh you know I just I just see you as a friend and I was just very open with him as we became young adults um I began to realize there was some things um that I I saw things in him that I was like you know what I'm just I want somebody that is more stable or that I know is going to be someone I can depend on you know I had a very rough upbringing and so there's some things in my life that were very important and I began to realize that as I became a young adult that you know what these are my values uh-huh. and this person doesn't fit him so even though he liked me and he was a nice guy he was in the church at the time um or whatever but there was just some underlying things that I didn't like and so I was just I just was very open and said like uh I know how you feel but I don't feel the same way yeah and I'm sorry go ahead. we would just walk he would I'm sure be disappointed or whatever but we would still be friends yeah you know so give me more context on your I haven't been able to listen to this podcast last week yeah about this no, whole because just, is it is it more of the sense that is it not okay to have guy friends no her 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 thinking which i hope i'm explaining this right is that she just feels like if you're friends with a guy if you're a girl and you're a guy and you text and you become friends then people are going to develop feelings and then you're not then you're not even really genuinely being friends you're talking with the hopes like she feels like there's always hope that something could happen where i feel like i'm kind of like rose in my youth group a lot of we had a lot more guys so it was almost like i was always surrounded with boys to the point where carlos and phil and jesus would literally at school like me and carlos still laugh he would tie my shoes with the and lock them together that i had to hop to the principal's <laughs> office because he locked my shoes together where i couldn't untie my shoelaces so to me it's like the guys were always like punching me or like you, you know punking me friends. like we were just friends i, I think you you can you don't eventually develop those things. It and if it does happen, what's wrong with that? I mean, it's wrong if only you don't feel that way. <laughs> no, what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying. Let's say that we did develop. You know, Rose didn't develop any feelings for me, and I developed feelings for her. You know, um, there would be. Uh, I'd be okay with that. In the fact that okay, well, she doesn't like me, and that's fine. But she's still a good friend. Yeah. And, and I don't think I'd cut off that relationship. Yeah. I mean, because. Like I said, all that we were in the, from the get-go was just friends. Yeah. And, and I, so you admire that person yeah. for that. And it's like, okay, well, she doesn't... Obviously, I don't have anything that I can offer her from her point of view if she doesn't like me. Okay. Yeah. Now, it's up to that person to take that rejection right. Yeah. You know, and to make... And that's up to them. I guess, too, it could just be different. So like, to me, I have a lot of friends, guys and girls. And to me, it's like... I know there's times where I've been confused on the line, but I feel like ultimately the reason why I was confused was because some of my guy and um, friendships um, maybe said things or gave me like implied mis- things. Yeah, miss um, signals where I was starting to. I was. They were doing things which no. was causing me yeah, to that's think. Different. And and growing up, I mean, being a little bit older and a little bit wiser now. 
I've learned to say like you, that's not happening. Like I'm not filling a void for you and you're not going to just flirt with me and say nice things or yeah, treat me like a girlfriend and then not follow through with that. I've I've done a stance on and that. And I think there's yeah, that's And I think that's a dangerous uh, stance on guy and girlfriends when someone is being misleading. That and is wrong. and they're taking yeah. advantage of your kindness and I think for me now I just set a rule that's I'm guys friends until they would give me like a specific reason to believe otherwise. And if they did start doing something like that, I think that's when you call them out. Hey, why? Yeah, or why what is this? Yeah. yeah. What's this about? Yeah. And so that's just kind of a rule I set. Like, I don't think of, like, to me, we're friends. I don't think about you otherwise, unless you would specifically give me a reason to say, hey, Rain or Lorraine. Well, because check this out. It was kind of almost in the, the same thing with our relationship and how that developed. It yeah. was that. Um, did you say you had feelings for her first? Well, it was... I can't remember. It I was almost... Really a, it was almost a... Um, like a mutual thing? Yeah, because... Well, what happened is when y'all went to Spain... Yes, during that time frame for, what, it was two weeks? Yeah, we yeah, were gone. Youth on like missions trip, yeah. Youth on missions. And so... Um, and so y'all took off for, for two weeks. And uh, I continued to go to church and everything. She would, you know, she was... Like I said, we're dating ourselves on this... Um, we were keeping in contact through her email and everything. She was at a smoke cafe. I remember she said in one of her emails, a smoky cafe (laughs) and trying (laughs) because y'all are in Spain. So I guess whatever is all crazy. Smoking in there all the time. And, um, in her email, she would tell me, she was asking me if I went to church and all this stuff. And we were just keeping a communication like that because she was really close to her and I, we were really close in that sense at that time. In that short amount of time, um, we developed such a great friendship. And as she was gone, and actually a couple, of, few weeks ago, I pulled out old emails from that I kept. Oh, that's super cute. I'm I still have. <laughs> I still have them saved. And where she had told me that, she said something to the, to the effect of, um, "Hey, I actually miss you," and I was just like. Whoa, bro, sending the cross lines. And I I replied back and said something. And I was like, and so it's one of those things where we're talking about just now. It's like, whoa, what's this about? You know, kind of, you know, I didn't know how to take it in a sense. And so I replied back, one of the little pet dog that she had. I just said, and Flopper misses you too. But in reality, I missed her because (laughs) I missed having that companionship with her, being able to talk to her. And, um. And so when y'all got back, I, I still, it was just like, kind of like whatever. But as she came back and spent time again around, once y'all were around again, um, I was just like, wow, I really enjoy, I really do enjoy being around with her. Her being gone. Showed you how much you made. How much I really liked her being company. around her. Do you just like being around her? It wasn't anything romantic or anything like that. At yeah, that it point, just, it was just like, her companionship. man, I really do enjoy this person. Yeah. Yeah, her companionship. And so we started like teasing each other well because she was also doing this thing with her hands and her sign language oh, okay and she was saying i win oh because we were always trying to beat each other at whatever you know if we went miniature golfing like who got the better score yeah who went bowling who got the better yes, score both are very we're always very competitive, competitive <laughs> you know with each other we're still like that with each other we can go to disneyland <laughs> and get on the toy story ride and we're competing to see who has the better score but um you know so We'd always say, I win, and then he would say, I win, and we'd go back and forth, and we'd tease each other. Well, I started saying, I win in sign language, but he didn't know what it meant. 
So he would be like, I win, and then I would do that. And he could not... I thought, like, he would instantly Get realize, it, I win, yeah. Yeah, that it means I win, but it drove him crazy. Cause he <laughs> like, did, what are you saying? He didn't know what <laughs> I was saying. And, and she would just do it right over again. Yeah. I was like, oh. And I, I would just keep signing it and signing it, and I'd laugh because it was so funny that he did not catch on that I was saying I win. And so it was just funny. And so I said, you know what? I got something to tell you. And she's like, what? I said, nope, can't tell you until you tell me what you're saying. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I remember that now, yeah. I was like, nope, I got something to tell you. And she was like, no, you got to tell me. I was like, nope, not until you tell me what it means. And so. Um, and then I would say, I win. He's like, but tell me what it means. And I said, I win. And he's like, just tell me what it means. And I said, I win. And he wasn't getting it still. It was even, that was even funny. I'm like, it means I win. He's like, oh. And so on that Sunday night, I, I call her as I'm driving home. And um, I tell her, well, I got, to, well, I'll tell you what it, I'm going to tell you. Then I'll tell you tomorrow night. And that's when on that Monday night, we went miniature golfing. And that's when I drove back the hour and a half drive to spend a Monday night. With us miniature golfing. Yes. An hour and a half there, an hour and a half back. Right. <laughs> On a Monday night. And I had to be at work the next day. So um but that's when we ended up tell I ended up telling her it was that time. He said, you know, something like along the lines like, I like you. And I was like, Oh, well I think I like you too. <laughs> but you know, I you know, let's just see where this goes type of thing. Yeah. yeah and we just... kind of both agreed with that. Like, let's just see. Like, let's not force anything. Let's not. Let's just Be... see if this continues to grow. Because I really, I really was afraid of that because in even expressing that to her. Because I didn't want to lose our friendship. Yeah. I didn't want to lose that friendship because that's what something I valued more than anything else was her friendship. And so I don't. I don't know how I would have reacted, to be honest, if she would have said, well, I don't have those feelings for you because I've been on that side (laughs) where I've told people that, you know, so I don't know how I would have reacted, but I had a pretty good indication because of what she said in that, just in that one email where you could say I kind of read into it, but I don't think I did. And that her telling me that she missed me and all that. um, I don't think I was being forward. I think I was just genuinely saying like oh I actually miss you like I didn't realize I would miss him when we were gone yeah but you know every weekend Eric was at our house you know he would show up on Saturday mornings and hang out with grandma till Lorraine and I were uh, up and ready for the day (laughs) you know because he's an early riser and so he would spend the night with Jesus or my grandma and my brother Huggy and whatnot and then he would wake up so early that Shut he up. would go to our house, but we would still be in bed, you know. Or sometimes I even probably... Oh, I know I worked for the church at that point, so I didn't work Saturdays anymore. Yeah, but you didn't work for the bank. I didn't wake up at like five thirty six in the morning. I'm more like 7, 7.30. And so he... 8.39. Whatever. That's the rain. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, he'd I'm hang out... By, by eight. He'd hang out with Grandma and, you know, make good impressions on her. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. just having fun with your Grandma. Yeah, and just... You know, and so I think I think that it's so important. We were asked this actually a couple of weeks ago um, by someone in our church, an older gentleman. No, he's not that much older, but he's a little bit older than us. And he just said, hey, you know, what's your guys' story? Like, how did you guys meet? You know, meeting, meeting 
somebody in the church is just so different than the world. Yeah. You know, and so we started kind of telling them our story. And I said, you know what? I think the most important thing is the friendship. Like, just be somebody's friend and see what that's like. And if you can enjoy being their friend, then, you know, maybe see if you can pursue this as a relationship. Because this, if you're going to get married, that person should be your best friend. Eric is my best friend. Not to say that I don't have girlfriends and he doesn't have some guy friends that he... Well, Eric doesn't have guy friends. Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, now he does. Hope Core really, you know, moved you up on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and I have a lot of sisters, so that they're just natural friends for me. I have a big family. Yeah. You know, so I have those friendships, but, like, at the core of it, like, if something's bothering me or if I'm going to have a meltdown, like, I can do that with my husband. Yeah. You know? I Which to clarify, the my... meltdowns don't happen very often. When they do, they scare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a really emotional person, you know. But there's been times where, like, I stand in my kitchen and all of a sudden I'm just like, <laughs> you know. And Eric's like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> you know. And I'm like, "Why?" You know. And and he comforts me and he loves me and just encourages me. And I think that's just the way it should be. Yeah. You know, and vice versa. You know, when we faced infertility, you know, I didn't realize that how much it would bother Eric. I know that it bothered me, but I didn't realize how much it would bother him. But he was able to share those things with me, and that's what we're supposed to do in those times. Yeah, like lean on each other and, you know, keep each other's secrets and bear each other's burdens. Like, that's part of the relationship and the bond of husband and wife and I think because you guys had such a good friendship I feel like that that has helped you know yeah it definitely because has helped. I know even just I always ask married people like how did you meet or what's advice you would give me just because when that time comes and hopefully you know God allows that time to come that I just don't want to have uh uh distorted view or that's all sunflowers and rainbows and hopefully most of the time it could be but there are things that you could face that life just happens like with your guys instance you guys it took you a long time to be able to have a kid or and now you got three but and that's probably a whole (laughs) other burden (laughs) but to be able to face that with each other and to be able to go through hard times if you thought if you were just in love each other with because of all the fancy stuff and the romance facing hard stuff i don't think you guys would have been able to or people aren't able to survive that so i think having a good foundation in the church and friendship is ultimately something that you should have or something yeah. i desire at least you know yeah and i feel like our friendship was very important and being able to trust the people around us like if there was somebody in my life that had said like we're concerned about this like we don't think you guys should date being willing to say like I'm gonna obey my pastor or I'm gonna listen to these people in my life because there's gonna be some truth to it even though I'm like well no he's a great person and blah 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 and oh no that's just you know oh that's just this instance or it was just because of this you know you can excuse people's things especially when you have love when and you feelings love them, yeah. you just want or you're like oh you know I want to marry this person and people are saying like oh but there's some red flags like you should listen to those things and it's not always easy because you're in, you're, love. You're in love yeah right and 
you know, so that's what we told last week or a few weeks ago. We said, you know, we feel like friendship was like one of our main things. And the other thing that I always tell people is that if it was drama while you were dating, it's going to probably be some drama after you're married. Like good. And so don't think it's going to disappear because you get married. Like that's going to solve your problems. That's not going to solve your problems. It's actually probably going to escalate your problems. There's things, if there's things that are bothering you now, like take care of it before you marry that person. Because if not, it's going to become an underlying problem in your relationship and marriage. And I feel like, you know, Eric and I haven't had a lot of drama. We didn't have a lot of drama in dating. We didn't have a lot of drama after we were married. We've had little spats here and there and we've had our heartaches don't get eric lost (laughs) you know and eric can be temperamental when he gets lost or when things don't go right but it wasn't ever a situation where i felt like he was being abusive in any way or yeah you know trying to hurt me or anybody around around just natural personality just a personality thing you know He's just like, raw, and Lorraine's like, oh my word. I still remember that time we got lost, and Eric, I, I mean, maybe I just I get don't, frustrated with myself. That's what it is. I think it's just because I don't like yelling. Like, I just, I get, I freeze under yell. Like, I just hope whoever I'm married doesn't yell because I just can't he's handle it. He's not yelling at people, I know, though. but he's yelling at himself, and I get all, like, Eric, why are you saying, like... And I'm like, why didn't we make a left turn? Oh, <laughs> but what's funny is that I didn't get mad. This is the thing, on our first wedding anniversary... Uh, we went down to San Diego. <laughs> and this is this is pre uh, GPS, okay? Yeah. yeah, nobody had GPS. It's here. all about MapQuest at that yeah, time. Yeah. We printed so out we printed out the instructions, the directions to get to the hotel in San Diego, and uh, <laughs> Rose is reading them off to me. We're in oh. downtown San Diego, and so you know, in downtown areas, everything's one, one way. way. Yeah, you go. <laughs> Rose says, "Okay, make a right at this next street." Make a right. I I don't even see one way signs anywhere, but I just make the right. I'm listening to my navigator here, my co-pilot. <laughs> and she's like, rerouting, rerouting. No, next thing I see is a bunch of headlights looking our way. I'm like, this is a one way street. <laughs> so I <gotta> hurry up. <laughs> and those are things that we could laugh about. And that's another thing that's important is that you can laugh at yourself and laugh at your mistakes and your faults with one another. Um, and not take things so, so serious because uh, it, it's just going to make a, one small little issue a big issue. Could I have gotten blown up and said, you could have killed us. You could have. Yeah, but it, it was more funny than anything. Because... <laughs> I look up and I see lights all of a sudden. And I'm like, what? Eric's like, Rear! and you hear like, it's like. Beep, 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 you know, as they pass by us, and yeah. we pull over, and he makes a U-turn to go back the right way, and I was like, oh, it's one more street up, and then make a right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, so, so Eric, um, what, okay, I'm gonna ask you a two-part question, if someone right now was looking For a mate or looking for someone to date, what are some things that that you would just give advice to maybe maybe have a checklist or what are some things that you know now that you're married and you're on the other side of it that you feel like you should really take notice of these things? What would those things be? They are consistent and with what they do. 
because, and it goes back to the whole of putting up a facade and getting to know who they truly are deep down and find out how they treat the people around them. Are they consistent amongst their friends? And they are consistent amongst the way they treat new people. Um, I think that's a huge deal because it shows you that their true character and their true personality and who that person really is. It, it if, if they're being something to you that is not to anybody to anybody else, it kind of just brings you up like, why are you acting like this way with me? But with them, you're being like that. You know, that, that gets to the core of the person. Yeah. It gets to that core of who that person truly is because... Yeah, because anyone can be anything for a day. Right. But who are you? And that's going to come out. And, and it'll come out eventually. days, right? <laughs> it, it, <laughs> and it comes out eventually. Yeah. And, and those are things that... That um, when people are pursuing one another, you know, like we said earlier, they try to put on your best face, but that's going to get you into trouble in the long run because you're hiding your imperfections. You're hiding those flaws from somebody else. From that, and we all have them. They're just we different. have them. Even you know, yeah, even the, we all have yeah. them. And there's not, and, and that's who we are. Yeah. We're not perfect. And so when you're hiding those things, those things are going to become a bigger issue once you get involved into that relationship, like. And feelings get even more hurt because you're like, whoa, whoa, I didn't know this about you. Why are you acting like this now? And maybe it's already too late. Maybe you already got married by yeah. that point. And it's like, where was this person before? Yeah. And so those are things that you want to look at. And, and, and well, I guess because you can say, because oh, I'm a researcher, you want to get to know this person for a little bit longer than just, and I mean, there's probably a debate in how, how long you should wait until you really date somebody, blah, blah, blah. But when you get to know somebody and you're spending that time with them, I mean, that that time window can vary. It can vary because of how long you're actually spending time with them. Yeah. Or some people are willing to show you who they are a little faster. So Right. And you say, oh, yeah, they are the same way they are with their family. They are the same way they are with their friends. And to me, it's like something I always tell people, like, I want to know how you treat your waitress or your waiter. Right. You know, how do they how do they treat those people? But even that could be a facade at sometimes yeah. too. Because they know you're they might watching. know you're watching me at this point. Yeah. You know, but I'm not always gonna watch you. That person's not you don't yeah see the eyes when you're with somebody else. Yeah. Or you hear stories yeah. about that person being like that. That's a red flag. Yeah. Okay, so that that's very good. And I'm gonna ask Rose the same questions, but I'm gonna ask you the second one. Let's just say that I was going to get married next week, okay? I'll just, I'll just use me as an excuse here. I mean, as an example. Excuse. <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. I make up my own words if people yes, do not know that. Know. <laughs> we speak Lorraine. We speak Lorraine. You get what I'm saying. Um, what is one piece... If I was going to get married next week and I came to you, Eric, and I said, with you being married 14 years, Eric, lay on some wisdom on me. What was what would you if I can if you only had to give me one piece of advice what would that advice be? Laugh. 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 I'm really good at that, so that was the easy one. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I win. Laugh. I win. <laughs> laugh, 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 and don't hold. You have your concerns, whatever concerns you may have, with one another. Be open and honest, and then with your imperfection, just laugh. That person's going to have flaws. That person's going to be set in their own ways. And 
don't go in with a stubborn mind me thinking that oh no this is it, he's gonna have it my way it's gonna be this and that um just learn to uh i don't know how to say this but to um deal with that person in a sense deal with their imperfections that you see things that irk you things that bother you is it really that big of a deal yeah, and it's kind of too late now. I mean, you were married. Right. So just laugh it, it, it off, It's you know? like, it, yeah, and, and it's not like the huge, it's not, now, let me let me explain that. It's not those personality things like, wait, whoa, whoa, you know, those things are big issues. Those yeah. small little things are like, um, maybe leave the, your socks on the floor. Leave your socks on the floor. Leave your, leave your shoes on the floor. Um, or your microphone. <laughs> my, my microphone to the camera, you leave yeah. it out. Um, those small little things, you know, I mean, those aren't things that to make a mountain out yeah. of because then you're just going to make your life miserable. Yeah, that's because... good. That's good advice. Okay, Rose, so I'll ask you the same questions so we can wrap this up. What is some advice you would give a young lady that was maybe thinking about pursuing a relationship with someone or looking f- or, well, she wouldn't be pursuing the relationship, but you know what I'm saying. Um, what are some things that you would tell her, like being married? What should What are characteristic tricks that maybe they should have or that you find valuable now I mean I know that everyone's going to have their own needs based on personality but what are some things that you can look for just even when you're dating someone or you're going to date someone that you think could help them make a good decision I think that everyone has different core values like they might all be the same but they might be in different orders Mm -hmm. and so like I was saying earlier you know my upbringing was really rough so finding somebody that was like very stable or that took their job very seriously, like they didn't change jobs all the time, like, you know, was very important to me because I didn't always have a home growing up. And so I wanted to make sure the person that I was going to marry was going to make me feel secure in those areas. And so I knew with Eric by getting to know him that you know what, his job was important to him. He was in the military. And even before he was getting out he, of the military, he was looking for a job. Like, what am I, what is my next step? I need to have a job. I need to have a place to live. Like, and I could tell that that was something that like really worried him. Yeah. And so I knew that he took those things very seriously. And that actually gave me a sense of security in knowing like if we're going to get married, he's going to make sure that I always have a roof over my head and that he's working and providing for our family. And so your thing might be very different than my thing, yeah. but his strong, his strong gave me a security, you know? Yeah. And I think for women, that's kind of what you want. I mean, I can't, not that I necessarily want the exact same thing as that, but to me, I want someone that's going to show up for me. Right. You know, I want someone that is going to be there if I need them. I'm not someone that is a very needy person when it comes to certain things. Um, but it's almost like if I do need you to show up, like I, I just want to know that you're going to be a team player. Like you're right. going to be there when I need you. Um, so I think for women, maybe a sense of security. And it's not always financial to me. Having nice finer things 
aren't something that's too valuable to me. I mean, I don't want to live in the dumpster. But you know what I'm saying? Right, and that's the same thing. Like, when we first got married, we lived in a mobile home. And for Eric, that, in some ways, there was times where he felt like, I'm not giving you enough. And I told Eric, I said, we're newly married. We don't have a lot, but we're making it. We're not, you know, we can make our bills and that's what's important. And we have a home. I said, you realize that like there was times that we lived in motel rooms or we lived on grandma's front living room or at so-and-so's house. So that was a step up, yeah. And so for me, it wasn't necessarily the location or what it looked like at the moment. And our mobile home was very nice. But at the time... It was very nice to just... But, you know, it was the sense of security that mattered yeah. to me, not necessarily the location or what it looked like at the moment. And, you know, now we own a home and it's four bedrooms and all that. You know, it's nice, you know, yeah. but the security of it. And I think that him realizing that it took him a little while and he's like, you know what, you're right. You know, but his family had a home. He never had to worry about where they were sleeping that night. Yeah. So... I think him understanding where I was coming from and realizing like, you know what? We'll get there one day, you know, it's going to take a little bit more time, but we'll get there one day. And I just think understanding each other's values is so important. You know, he's like, of course we're going to have a house. Yeah. But he doesn't have the little girl that is inside of me that says like having, not having a place to live is so scary. Yeah, and I can understand that too. And you can relate to that, you know. And so I just think that if you're going to marry somebody, make sure that your values are the same. I mean, it's I don't feel like I need to say like of course we need to believe the same and all yeah, that. Yeah, those sort of are stuff. like but I'm just saying like there might be if that's important to me, but then I'm dating a guy that like quits his job every time he sneezes or I'm bored with this job. I'm going to go get a new job. You know, that would obviously give me anxiety yeah <laughs> you so you're basically saying whatever that core value is make sure that you marry someone that holds that thing and don't right. compromise on those things right. whether it's someone some people like spontane you know spontane i can do with that i'm i'm too spontaneous already i need someone that's gonna be like <laughs> you need somebody stable yeah i need someone that's gonna be like this is what we're gonna do you are not and i'm just like okay you know so so i'm saying that to say is whatever your value is whether right. it's Someone that's very attentive or some whatever that may be. Right. Just make sure that you marry someone that's going to have that because you yes. deserve that. You and, but at the same time, I would like to say this is that don't think that your spouse is going to complete you. Yeah, that's very good. Because there are people that think that their spouse is going to make them feel valuable. Yeah. Just like people with new clothes or a new car or a new house or whatever. Like, no, you need to know your self-worth. Yeah. Without them. Because if you're expecting them to make you whole. Yeah. You're going to probably be very disappointed because they're not always going to meet every need in your life. Yeah. And that gets people in trouble in marriage. And that's something that I am so thankful that I feel like I've got a good grasp because of Brother Carr, who's a marriage counselor. Um, You know, because he once told me what a burden for someone else to have to carry Right. To have to be everything you need. And there's going to be times that they're going to be that. And there's sometimes that they can't even be that right. for themselves, you know, just different things. And so to me, having a clear understanding that, you know, him teaching me that, Lorraine, you need to be as secure in yourself as you possibly can. And the only true person 
I mean, God is the only one that can truly add, like, solid value in, right. in that in your life. And if you can just cling on to God and be whole in yourself, you're going to come together and you're going to, and you're going to just feed and grow a marriage versus, like, needing someone. You know, if you're constantly needing someone, I always say this for to young girls that I'm talking to, like, if you are always needing them to, 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 you know, vouch maybe or verify I'm, I don't know what word I'm looking for but it's like they can't go out and minister right you know if you're needing them home because you can't be without Eric he can't go and do his sound ministry he can't go and maybe spend the day at the church reorganizing because you need him you know and I always say to be secure in yourself so that you can marry someone that can go and do the work of the Lord where right. you know I can let him go and do that or we can do it together as a family, you know, and right. I believe that's true. But there's times where, you know, you're not in the sound ministry. That's just something you can't help yeah. it. And I don't want to go sit there and watch him clean the sound booth. <laughs> yeah. Period. <laughs> I'd yeah. rather stay home and let my kids run wild than be at the church and them being run wild and be frustrated. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm know? just saying that, like, when you're securing yourself, they can grow. It's, you know, it's almost like... When he went on Hope Corps. Yeah. You know, he wanted to take Hope Corps classes, and I said, go for it. And I knew he was going to go to an ITW and it would be nine or ten days without my husband and me home with three little boys. And you know what? But I felt like, you know what? If this is what my husband wants to do, then go. And it actually opened up. Eric wasn't raised in our type of Pentecost. And I wasn't either, but I came in as a young teen. So I know a lot of people and we'd go to conferences and I have all these friends and people I know. And Eric's like, oh, who's that? Who's that? You know, I was like, oh, don't you remember? Or, you know, and he just didn't know a lot of people. Yeah. So now we go to uh, No Limits or something and all these people are like, hey, Eric, you know, and he's like, oh, this is my friend. He's so cool, Eric. This is my friend, so-and-so, and and this is my friend, so-and-so. And And I kind of laugh because I'm like, oh, you got friends now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I'm the one sitting back and like, hi, nice to meet you, you know, type of thing. And so I think it's great, and it's opened up doors. Yeah, and so you were able to let him not let him go, and that's not the right word, but she encouraged. Yeah, him. it's like I'm so secure they, so myself they, yeah. that you can go and grow yourself and do better, and that and that's all I'm saying is that when you're securing yourself, it's okay to you're not going to be jealous that they're growing or they're doing this. You're you, anything you're encouraging. Yeah, them. you're like you want them to pursue yeah. their dreams. You want to encourage them to Eric to grow and be the, in the to be the best he can be as a husband, a father, and a minute and a minister. You know. Right. Um. So what? So if I was gonna get married next week, and I came to you and I said, Rose, being married fourteen years, what is some advice you could give me? Uh, you know, Eric actually stole mine, and every time I go to bridal shares and they have, like, those little advice things, mm-hmm. I always say, like, don't forget to laugh, and it's just the truth, like, you know, there has been some times that we've just done some <laughs> dumb things, yeah. just, honest to God, dumb things, you know, and afterwards, <laughs> we just laugh about it, and just, like, you know, instead of just being mad and angry, like, I always just say, just laugh, laugh at yourself, laugh at them, laugh, laugh together, laugh at you know? life, yeah, you know, because, laugh at the face of life, <laughs> you, you know? might, you might get, you still can get, kind of get upset a little right. bit, or whatever, at that split moment, but then you just start, you just start thinking about it, you're like, oh my goodness, that was so dumb, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's just the truth of it, it's just, don't forget to laugh, don't forget that, you know what, everything isn't so serious, you know, Yes, I might get frustrated that Eric leaves his boots out and I trip over them, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, 
and Eric, Eric falls asleep anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that like a talent, actually. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't actually bother me. He me, works... when I'm like, I'm, I want to talk to you. Why are you falling asleep all the time? <laughs> he uh, he works long hours. He's yeah. up early in the morning and gone most of the day, and then he comes home and tries yeah. to keep up or with like me and the kids. Or like today, he was out at the church digging ditches. Yeah, and so and he put me to work. <laughs> <laughs> and so if he goes to bed a little bit earlier, whatever, you know, and we have, I don't. I never saw myself as a night owl until later on in my life. I started to become more of a night owl and he's definitely a morning person. And so, um, but it's just when I get things done now that we have kids and, yeah. you know, and so, but then he's up at like five thirty, and he wants to have a conversation with me at five thirty in the morning. I'm like, shh, <laughs> shh, you know, and that would happen really early on in our marriage too. He would talk to me super early and I'm like, and he's like why don't you want to talk to me I'm like talk to me after seven <laughs> like you know but it's like I could be so angry like oh you always wake me up and yeah. rah, rah, rah. you know well at least my husband wants to talk to me yeah. <laughs> way to look at the bright side Rose <laughs> you know and so I know I'm like okay I make sure that like on the weekends because any other day he's gone way before we're ever up um but on the weekends like I don't sleep in I don't sleep in late you know I get up or we lay in the bed early in the morning and we talk to each other and communicate. Like, that's just so important. Just Communication, yeah. And not just about our kids. You know, yeah, we do laugh about the things that they do and talk about them, but not just about those things. Yeah. You know, where are you, what do you want to do? Or, like, I've been going to school. He's like, what class are you going to take? You know, just talking about things in our life or, you know, this past weekend, you know, some very important people were here visiting and Eric said you know what Friday night after we're done with this funeral thing you know you go and hang out you know Sunday night I'm gonna go home because I have to get up early but you go out to dinner with them you know and to me that meant so much because he knew how much those people how meant much to those people meant to me and so he said you know what? me and the boys will you're go cheering home. up huh yeah and that that just shows that he values me yeah. And I'm not typically out on a Friday night till midnight. Yeah. That's where, like, Rose is hanging out <laughs> with us. You know, <laughs> because I have kids and I have responsibilities that I tend to. But it just, you know what, he said, I know this is important to you. Those people mean so much to you that I'm going to say, you know, we'll go home. And you go out and you have some girl time and hang out. And it's just like, I know that he values me. Yeah, and you don't do that all the time. So for, no, I mean, I don't. for you to do that was special. And in that situation with them being here, we, we don't often see them all the time. Right. So. And so I just think that, you know what? Laugh with your spouse. Enjoy them. Don't worry about the little things. Yeah, you can say, put your boots away. <laughs> but at the same time, just know that, you know what? That's not life and death. There's more important things in life. Um, and I know we're already getting into time, but I feel like this is something that I want to ask before we close. Do you think the little things seem so petty because you guys went through such a, I don't want to say struggle, but like such a deep life or death situation? I mean, as far as like not being able to have, you guys tried for about five years, right? To have a baby? It was like four. About four years. Um, and going through all of that and infertility. And do you think because you realize like, that that was such a heavy thing to have to count on each other for that the little things seem less important or no No, I don't think so I don't think so I think that I just learned over the years that yeah sometimes we might be frustrated with each other 
you know, Eric was very frustrated with, with me in the very beginning because I wouldn't tell him where I was going. Well, oh, I was. Yeah. I still remember one time we were together and Eric called you and you're like, oh, I, we just left. You're like, He's, you're supposed to tell me where you're going. I didn't you know, know where And you it were. wasn't that he needed like a rundown of, or a permission. I didn't have to get permission to go somewhere. It was just, he was like, what if something had happened to you? I didn't, yeah. you just didn't come home from work, yeah. you know? And I, I just, I just didn't think about it. I had, you know, even though we lived with grandma, like, I was yeah, an adult. Just... I did what I wanted. I came when I wanted. I went shopping after work, went out to eat, came home, left, you know, and it was just, and so I was like, oh, I'm going to go here. You don't forget to, there. yeah, you weren't used and to checking in. You weren't in that in. lifestyle. I mean, into yeah. That yeah. Routine. And so he's just like, I thought maybe something happened to you. I thought you were dead on the side of the road. And I was just like, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's like, sorry, like what? You know, you could apologize, but like you need to do something. And I'm yeah. just like, okay you know and it just made me more aware I could have been like well what you don't trust me and you know I could have but you were just realizing where he was coming from and he tried to realize where you were coming from and it's hard when you're independent I feel that way too like I live on my own I don't have the answer to anybody I have my own apartment pay my own bills it's like I come and go as I want you know so I think it's just something that we've learned over the years we've learned from other couples yeah you know and that it's just not, you know, I, sometimes I sit back and listen to married people that have, like, they're just, like, think their husband's the worst or something. And it's just, like, it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, at least your husband's faithful. At least he's um, providing, you know. Yeah, because if, if you wanted to look for flaws in Eric, I mean, I'm sure we could find oh, them. we could find them. <laughs> you know, he could I'll find lots them. of. <laughs> he could find flaws in me. Yeah. But back I'm to your original if you're focusing question, on that, yeah. Back to your original question. Um, no, I don't think that was a big deal. It wasn't. It didn't play a major part in how we view things like that. Um, that was just. It just comes down to our friendship, and who we are, and that's, in in, building up that trust with one another and building up that, openness with one another. That you guys can go through something, and just fully like communicate how you were feeling. Yeah. And get through it. And that's not always easy because I tend to shut down when I'm upset. And it's happened. And yeah, it has happened. I've sat there and he's like, tell me how you feel. And I'm like, I don't want to talk right now. You know? And, and so, but, and there's where things where I've learned from though. Yeah. From that though. Like, okay, I'm going to let her do her thing for a little while. <laughs> and I'm like, talk, talk to me. <laughs> yeah. And I've learned like, all right, just let her go through her little deal. And then when she's ready, she'll say whatever she has to say. Yeah. And then. Maybe the next day I'm laughing. I tease her about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I laugh about it myself. And I'm just like, whatever. I didn't want to talk in that moment. You know, recently, I don't remember what it was about. We got upset at each other for something. And he said, I'm sorry. I was wrong. And I stood there and I stared at him. And he's like, you're still mad? And I'm like, just because you said sorry doesn't mean my emotions went away. Like, yeah. I'm still very mad right now. So, yeah. okay, I accept your apology, but let me be for a minute, you yeah. know? And a little while later, I was like, whatever, <laughs> you know, but I still had my emotions. Yeah. You know, even though you said sorry, didn't mean my and then emotions I still went away. About it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I go, Are you still mad? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think it's just give and take, yeah. you know, with some of the things. Yeah. And, and I, and I close every episode with this one. I've been interviewing, even when talking to Brandon and talking to Bert and Michael and talking with Melody last week about, you know, guys and girls being friends and all that stuff is that I know there's a lot of single people out there that aren't as 
maybe fortunate or blessed to have I feel like I'm surrounded by some pretty wise people and I can look to you and Eric and and there's things that I see in your marriage that I'm like man I want or I can look at you know my brother and Elizabeth and you know all these married couples that I have Mm -hmm. around me and I can pull from that and so I just want it one for the single people out there to to get a glimpse of you know to have some type of perspective on like what marriage could be because every marriage is different you know and the second thing is for people that are single is to realize that your guys' story is different than Bert and Michael's yeah and it's different from Brennan and Rachel's and it's going to be different from anybody I interview and I just want people to realize that like your story is your story right and it's when it happens you're gonna you're gonna like feel man, like it happened this way. And I feel like sometimes when you're single and I've been guilty of it is that we think it has to be like this. Like I have to be at a conference and I have to meet someone and then we have to, you know, date and then we're engaged and then we're married. And so, and it's like, it may not happen that way. I could randomly meet someone, say hi to someone on Instagram or a new convert could walk into the door of the church or, you know what I mean? So sometimes we need to just put that expectation aside and just say, God, like whatever you have for me, I want to walk into that. And when it happens, you're not even going to care that it didn't maybe happen the way you thought or it didn't happen a traditional way. You, you're, it's going to be everything you that you need and you that you want at that in that moment, and that's yeah, okay. And I, I agree. And so with me asking and interviewing other other married people, I just I want people out there that are single that are beating themselves up because maybe things aren't working out the way. I just want them to to just focus on God and even I'm working on that is just God I just want to focus everything on you and give you my entire life and have you open the doors that need to be open you know let him write your story yeah yeah so many times we want to take the pen from him yeah and say it needs to be this way you know and and something that I'm learning even too is I read something the other day and I kind of viewed it in as far as a relationship thing it's like um, a harvest can't grow from where seeds aren't planted. Right. And if I look about that in the re- in a relationship seed, it's like all I have control over is making sure that I'm doing everything I possibly can to be the person that I need to be to be ready for marriage or ready to meet someone. <laughs> and and Eric is making face gestures at me and I can't think of what I'm saying. But the only thing I can do is do what I can. Right. And God has to do the rest. Right. Right. And if I'm not totally agree. You know, so if you're single, work on yourself, get out of debt, do what you can. What you can do now cuz maybe when you're married you won't be able to take vacations or you won't be able to, you know, save money or whatever. It's like do the things that you can now as a single individual devote yourself to ministry, devote yourself to the church and do all the things that you can do now as a single individual and just give that to God. And I ultimately believe that in his timing, even though sometimes we want it to be sooner or later, like that door will open when God is ready to do it. All we have control over is submitting ourselves to the Lord, especially for women. Guys, you know, step up, take action. If you like, (laughs) do you like a girl, you know, go after her. Take a chance. That's what you did. Not really, but yeah. <laughs> he's like, I didn't take a chance. But I did because... take a chance with me and that first girl. <laughs> yeah, he's all. Like, I took a chance. He's all, like, but it wasn't really a chance because Rose said she missed me, and he really read into that. <laughs> so I just want to say that I love and I appreciate you guys. And if you're listening to this, thank you because this is probably our longest podcast yep. so far. Um, 
And I just want to say that I appreciate everyone that listens and hopefully it helps. And if it doesn't, you know, that's okay too, but hopefully it does. So until next time, um, you guys want to say bye? Bye. Adios.